Network's commentary on War of the Gargantuas. I am your co-host, Kenton, with me is your other co-host. Jason, how's it going, peeps, after a two-month hiatus? Yeah, Jason being a bum and deciding he didn't want to do anything. Well, uh, to be to be exact, I moved into a new place here, as you can <laughs> see behind me. Just a, just a, a little bit here, you know? Well, you know what he actually did is he just turned all the furniture around in his place and made it look like he's in a new place. <laughs> well, uh, from in this uh, kind of the new studio that I have now, uh, court, you know, just by comparing it from my previous place, I think uh, you can probably fit three-fourths of that living room where I was recording from into this office. <laughs> You're going to have to fill that room up uh, so you don't have as many uh, vibrations bouncing off walls. Well, I I know uh, late, you know, down the road I will kind of you know get everything you know built up and stuff. It's going to take it's going to take you know at a slow pace and stuff, but it will get there in due time. Yeah, but we are here today to just kind of continue podcasting after a two-month hiatus to kind of make things fun but also easy for us especially jason since he's still uh, moving in we're doing the war of the gargantuous commentary and um to kind of let everyone know we are watching the version that is on hbo max if i remember correctly because the last time i saw this version was like three years ago maybe um if i remember correctly this version is different from the American edit. This is dubbed, but I think what it did is that it's the Japanese version of the movie dubbed. Yeah, and to be more specific, it's the Criterion Collection version. Yes. So it's not the Henry G. Saperstein one, and it's not the full-blown Toho, although in a roundabout way it kind of is, but dubbed. It's kind of mm-hmm. like what Kraken Release did with The Return of Godzilla for right. that dub, where it's the Toho film, but they use an international dub uh, for that movie. So kind of like what we do with all these commentaries. Um, uh you know, we'll just kind of give a brief sort of, you know, history, personal history uh, that we have with these movies, and then we'll get right into it. Uh, unfortunately, again, like I said, because this is different, anybody who's watching the Henry G. Saperstein one, sadly, it, it's going to be off, and there's not much we could do about it. Jason doesn't own that DVD, so that's why we're going this route. Well, uh, so your best- I, prob- I probably do uh, the, uh, was it Classic Media, right? Yeah, uh, I do have the version, but it's uh, boxed away for the time being still. So now I'm going to have to put in my notes, we're going to have to redo this movie later. (laughs) No, we don't. (laughs) We will, (laughs) to match it up. Whatever. I mean, people can go on HBO Max whenever they want to. So Not everybody has HBO Max, though. But, um, but yeah, um, so starting with myself as far as personal history and just kind of my views of the movie over – uh, over the years first saw this movie uh, on TNT's Monster Vision back in late November early December of 1995 and that, and uh, I knew at that time it, it seemed to be a film that was made by Toho I didn't watch it originally when it 
was on television we as a family were out like eating or doing something and we ended up having to record it and so we mm. saw it like the ne- within the next day or two uh, on the VHS that we used to record it and I immediately fell in love with it I, I did not initially think and I would have been let's see 11 years old at this point I did not really think uh, I was going to necessarily love this movie I thought at best I might find it amusing but I did not expect to love this film and really for 26 years now it is a movie that I love I adore it despite the fact that yeah Russ Hamblin's acting is, is very cringeworthy because the guy at the time just didn't care um but this is a film I, I just adore very very much and a lot of it is just because um again you got really good actors in here minus tamblin he's a good actor but not in this one <laughs> and uh, you just got a fun story yeah it's really goofy and kooky in many ways but it's fun you got great effects and miniature work i mean this was near the tail end of toho's golden era of kaiju films and you still have a lot of the trademarks of just at least from a special well really across the board from both the special effects directorial and acting standpoint and writing standpoint of just a fun story and, and just a fun uh, fun movie that yeah it, it seems really goofy and stuff on the on the surface and maybe even as you watch it if you're not a huge fan of the stuff like we are it probably seems laughably goofy but i think if you were to sit down and, and watch it you'll realize there's still some interesting stuff throughout this film that i think can keep you interested enough to just watch it at least through the end mm-hmm. um but yeah, I, I mean, I just love this movie. It's it's one I've always uh, said it. It was one of my favorite uh, Toho non Godzilla films. It's just it's it's a really good film. I I love it. I mean, Akira Fukube's score is downright wonderful as well. Um, I think I've mentioned it before several times, at least on this podcast over the last maybe couple of years, that the Showa era anymore, more specifically the 50s and the 60s for me, are kind of my favorite era of Toho <coughs> kaiju science fiction films. Uh, and really just in general, Japanese sci-fi monster films, even though some studios at the time uh, were doing like I forget the studio, I, and I just watched the movie like a couple months ago. But the studio that did Prince of Space, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, it's not the the greatest looking thing in the world, and it's pretty goofy in many respects. But it still was a lot of fun and very charming in its own right. And I'm not too much of a fan of a lot of the '70s stuff. I'm not saying I hate it. I just think that obviously by that point, with the Japanese movie theater industry um, having difficulties, and as a result, the studios were suffering as well. Some were even closing down. That you could see, uh, unfortunately, the the results of all that on the screen with a lot of stock footage um and again that's not to say i dislike a lot of those movies i just am not as drawn to those as much as i am the 50s and 60s era uh, of japanese sci-fi monster films and it's the same way for me with the u.s in fact i don't necessarily care for american sci-fi horror films in the 70s and in fact movies in america starting in the 70s became really gritty and kind of dour and and things like that because the economy and just other things culturally happening in the states were just making a lot of people down and negative and it just was not 
to me, the 70s is almost not entirely, but is mostly an era of American cinema that I avoid. I just don't think a lot of the films are that fun to watch. There are some exceptions, like I'm a huge Rocky fan. The first two Rocky movies were late seven, mid late 70s. Um, mm-hmm. But um, I would take Japanese sci fi cinema any day from the 70s. But long story short, one of my all-time favorites in terms of giant monster films and and favorite one of my favorite Toho non-Godzilla. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah, basically my first time was right around the ten, uh, you know, the Monster Vision days in the uh, early to mid uh, '90s there, along with Kent. And I I would say that probably uh, of the non-Godzilla. Gamera and uh, Khan and some of those other franchisee uh, films and TV shows. I probably would say that this is also one of my uh, favorite uh, kaiju movies that that's outside of those uh, the IPs that I mentioned here just a, uh, a minute ago. And I really like how things are set up with this movie as well as the actors that portray both uh, Sanda and Gaia in here. I mean, you got uh, Haru Nakajima playing as Gaia and I forget who plays as uh, Sanda uh, there. I'll have to take a look or Ken can probably take a look, but uh, yeah, the, I mean, you get uh, some of the good actors in here, Russ Tamblin. I mean, yeah, <laughs> it wasn't, kind of wasn't his greatest performance but um yeah but i mean yeah you got you know the household names as far as japanese use films Uh, okay and it's gyra not gaia gyra okay um but uh yeah just the the story the plots um and and as far as the effects in here there's very little uh, visual effects wise in here. I'd say a majority of the time that they use uh, practical effects uh, basically throughout this entire movie. And yeah, kind of like what you mentioned about as far as like uh, the 60s and 50s sort of uh, Japanese films or eras of the films. they are uh, pretty good, and I even enjoy kind of a lot of the movies from, you know, even uh, before that time, uh, too, like maybe in the 40s or 30s, probably, uh, I would say also in the 20s, uh, too, with a lot of the classic films uh, spawning from those uh, decades and everything. But other than that... Uh, yeah, War of the Gargantuas, I would say, outside of the uh, the other IPs, is also one of my favorite uh, kaiju films. All right, with that said, um, we can get started here. So we both are at <clears throat> the selection screen on HBO Max for War of the Gargantuas. Um, the play is highlighted. And so, uh, again, for those of you who have never joined us for a commentary, I'm going to count down. I'm going to go three, two, one, go. When I hit, when I say go, uh, that's when we'll, you know, go ahead and hit the play button. So, are we wet, ready here? Yep. 
All right, so here we go. Three, two, one, go. That's got a load. <laughs> well, I'm at, the, I'm at the Criterion Collection. <laughs> Mine's loading. And mine, now the Criterion logo is coming up. I'll step right at the Janus Films. Pops up just to let me know. Okay. I probably would be like 15 seconds behind you. Okay, there's Janus. Okay. And then I hit play too. So then let me transition over to the commentary cam where you don't see our ugly faces. Uh, <laughs> there uh, was sometimes a delay because I think we did HBO Max for one other film at one point, like earlier in the year. I do love this opening title music, the spooky. Yeah. I always like that type of thing. You hear that sort of um, music in various Japanese. And. Um, and the other thing that I like too is that when they show the title card that I really like how they just have that rock texture in the front and then have the title card show up. Well, this was during a time, if you remember the openings to a lot of the, the, the Godzilla movies even, starting with, I believe, King Kong versus Godzilla. They did it with King Kong versus Godzilla where it was kind of a, a, an opening like that. Mm -hmm. um, Mothra had a similar opening um i don't think mothra versus godzilla japanese had an opening like that it's been a while since i've seen that one just because there's not that much of a difference between that version and the u.s edit um and then Ghidra the three-headed monster had an opening like that like quite a few of the the kaiju films of this period had openings like that mm-hmm I know some of them kind of had that uh, spacey looking type of thing where they had, I'm not sure what kind of texture it was, but it was kind of like a hollow foil sort of texture where they kind of maybe had some light kind of go around and had like display all the colors and stuff. That was pretty Monster cool. Monster Zero had an opening like that. As always, out on the spooky sea. That's a pretty loose wheel. I don't think that guy knows where he's going. Oh, shit, I'm lost. <laughs> I took a couple extra parents. Where can I find someone to get directions? You know, this, as much this, as I like... This sort of reminds me of uh, The Return of Godzilla in the ways. Kind of. I have to say, though, at least this particular thing, it got a little dark there when the tentacle first came in the door. Um, I wish that could have been brightened up a bit. But I have to say, as cool as I find this opening, because it's a lot of fun, it's very goofy because there's no way like some giant octopus would have just somehow very quietly and sneakily would have, <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> like opened up a door without crashing the boat and all that fun stuff. Well, maybe they just had the door open. Bunch of idiots. <laughs> oh, this is the international dub. Not as good as the, uh, Titra one. Which I think is, is the company that did the Henry Saperstein. team. 
And of course, uh, Eiji Tsuburaya, a big fan of octopi, uh, he tried using them as often as he could in many of his films and, and his TV shows at the time. Hmm. He was a big fan of, uh, I believe it was 1957, uh, It Came From Beneath the Sea. Mm-hmm. That is a fairly fun movie. It's like, oh no, he was calling for his captain. I must leave before I get caught. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to get court martialed. <laughs> I don't want to go back to prison. <laughs> I'm not going back to the slammer. <laughs> I do uh, enjoy this um, little battle. Unfortunately, due to HD, I see too many strings on that octopus marionette. Yeah, I kind of saw some there too, too, yeah. Yeah, I'm not a fan of how dark a lot of this is here. Yeah, I can see it. See the strings right on the head there. Yeah. That's a cool marionette. In fact, that may even be a similar marionette to what he used, like I think a couple years earlier for Ultra Q. And uh, King Comfort's Godzilla. Uh, that one I think was definitely different. Gosh, this is too dark, and I have the TV settings. Like I made them really bright several years ago and I still am like wait a minute what's going on here man mad about the 2014 Godzilla movie imagine you being in that ship being rocked by him like that there's no way he could have survived that he was in that cabin like he would have had to have had at least one foot out the door as Gyra was doing that and be jumping into the ocean but even then considering how violently that ship was being rocked I would think that ship like could have clonked him in the head and like knocked him out or, or just him flying all over that room to where he probably would have shattered quite a bit of bones <laughs> you about ready to save <laughs> throw him all over to where he shat himself <laughs> <laughs> I probably would I'd be like oh <laughs> I don't know how you can be sick from all that. <laughs> Besides being sick, you probably would have been like badly, like critically injured. Probably gotten sick due to motion sickness. You saw violently that thing was being tossed. Well, not not only that, but being critically injured from just that violently, you know, Gyra violently shaking that boat the way he yeah. did. All I found was seaweed. <laughs> happy happy belated birthday, Captain. <laughs> you see you wanted some seaweed? Here you go. <laughs> you wanted some weed? Here. Have at it. And he chokes him to death on board. <laughs>
<laughs> Where did you stash all the drugs? <laughs> did you see other signs of the crew? Oh, yes. They got... Eat. <laughs> Were you taking abstinence? <laughs> That's is that why you saw the green monster, or should I say, green giant fairy? <laughs> Were you looking at nudies again? It's still amazing how he got away, but you know, it's a fantasy film. I'm I'm willing to let it go. <laughs> they made two giant hands that only got used once each for that. I'd like to know how much those cost per per hand. Seventy five percent of the movie's budget. Oh god. Oh, hey, I've been looking for that. Still fits wonderfully. (laughs) (laughs) And look, Converse sneakers. And they're my size. Why are they so red? Well, that's just the trend nowadays with these teenagers. (laughs) But, sir, that's evidence. Nobody saw. (laughs) My wife's got me on a strict allowance. (laughs) Those were my rag clothes I wear for every day when I have the day off. (laughs) And by the way, folks, we're having fun. We don't hate the movie by any stretch of the imagination. We just like to make people laugh, including ourselves. (laughs) Oh my gosh, they dubbed Russ Tamblin. Oh, man. Oh, no. I forgot about that. I would like to know the reason why, even though you have some English-speaking actors in certain movies, why that they would have to uh, resort to redubbing them. I just lost it. Like, there was one other movie where they had an American actor and they dubbed him. I want to say it was Nick Adams in one of the kaiju movies he was in but I don't I'm not sure why why the <laughs> fuck would you do that that's like one of the dumbest things ever like you could have saved a line reading you or at least saved could have saved some, could have saved some uh, money by not hiring an additional person to do his. No, I think it's well. These voice actors, a lot of them do multiple voices, but the fact though that you're probably paying this one person a little extra, like, oh, that's so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> 
Damn it, stop it. <laughs> Shakes it, opens it up, and then just squirts right in his face. <laughs> <laughs> and then he gets really mad and he starts ripping people over. Takes a dump in his hands and then starts throwing poo all over the place. <laughs> I was trying to avoid scatological humor, but you <laughs> Here's one of our favorite actors. <clears throat> that's a cool shot I do like that because I don't think we've ever seen a shot like that during other Showa era monster films well they did In theory, the whole uh, thing is that unless you see a body, you have to assume they're alive. <laughs> I have to say, during this whole two months <clears throat> you've been moving, uh, I have not watched any kaiju material whatsoever and Duh. it's been kind of a, a nice reprieve just to kind of you know I did at least watch some it was the more recent uh, legendary versions on TNT oh yeah like within the last couple of weeks it's like yeah, they yeah, had they had uh, they had Con Skull Island and then they were showing uh, was it uh, King of the Monsters a couple times yeah, TNT for the last year and a half or so has been doing that. And then I was telling Kent before we got on that I finally saw Meg for the first time. I still think that's a movie we should cover on here. We'll I see. I have the book, but I haven't read it. Um, but... Um, I think it's a fun film. I mean, look, I'm not going to lie. It's not the greatest thing you're ever going to see, but it's a lot of fun, I think. Mm -hmm. We'll see one of these days. I've acquired a number of, well, I don't want to say a number, but I've acquired uh, some other films. A certain amount of skills. Uh, um, <laughs> over the last like six months or so and uh, trying to get Jason to eventually figure out a way if he can uh, find online or acquire some of these titles so that we can cover them at some point we need to cover the Ultraman anime at some point that's something that's been on for like what two three years and we haven't done well didn't didn't we at least cover the first season? Mm -mm. Okay. We had originally thought about covering it before you went on break, and then we decided well, not to. Well, we were going to do that before uh, 
originally when the second yeah. season was going to air sometime like oh, they a few it. months That's ago. Why. Yeah, cause until they moved it back to April next year. Yeah, because it was supposed to come out, I think, in September. Uh, I think it was August, I believe. Well, regardless. <laughs> but anywho. Just a minute, I got, a, <laughs> I got another actor in my throat. <laughs> I'm Russ Tamblin, and I don't approve this voice acting. <laughs> Pretty sure that was a matte painting of gorgeous. If it was, you know, this ain't Mount Everest. <laughs> That's good because I'm not dressed for it. <laughs> <laughs> that definitely is a matte painting. Still gorgeous. You know, out of all the hikers, there he's the only one that's like the nicest dressed person. Well, you know, uh, when you look at any of those older films, uh, you know, 30s, 40s and stuff, like the guys were always wearing like suits or sport jackets, you know, that's how it always was. Well, like in some of those films back in the day, you know, if you're in this, uh, uh, the Sahara or the African uh, wilderness well, yeah. and stuff, they'll have like those uh type of uh, outfits and uh, hats. Right, yeah, but I'm talking about like, you know, like a movie like this, like you see Kenji Sahara here, he's in a you know, blazer and a tie and all that, like and if, if this movie were made today you would not be seeing too many people in suits <laughs> if any. I like this sequence coming up here. I think in many ways Godzilla vs. Destroyer may have borrowed uh, kind of the, the general element of this sequence to start off its movie. Maybe. Well, I would say some other movies too. Well, yes. This is kind of creepy that even though it's happening during an overcast day, it's still kind of creepy because you just see this big creature off in the distance and <laughs> heading your way it, just how it's shot mm -hmm. and then this is a really cool miniature set of uh, the airport i think it's haneda yeah it is it is haneda because this is this was the main airport before they uh eventually did oh what's the other airport that's kind of uh northeast of tokyo let me let me double check here. Let me check here. Tokyo International. Let's see here. Yeah, because it's that new one's a, a bit of ways. Uh, oh, it's the the Narita International Airport. It's in uh, was it the? Open. It's in the Chiba Prefecture. Uh, oh, hold on. When did it open? Come on, the answers. Let's see here. Gyra's got a thing for uh, the MILF here. <laughs> it opened in 1978. Oh, okay. 
May 20th. I was going to say, uh, I was going to say maybe it was after 95 because you got Destroya taking place at the Haneda airport. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. Yummy. <laughs> oh, he's allergic. <laughs> Vampire Gyra. <laughs> it's a damn shame that they put all that work into that, and he only busted, like, part of it. And, you know, the whole thing was maybe shot for, I don't know, 45 seconds into the whole film. You know, the the crew afterwards probably had to just go in there and destroy it themselves. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure the crew enjoyed it, but... yeah. I wonder what they did afterwards. Maybe actually destroyed it or something. <laughs> they would have to, yes. Because they would need that space to shoot other pieces of the film. Well, what do you believe? Do you believe in Santa Claus? Well, yeah. Well, then you're an idiot. Just because you believe in it doesn't mean it's real. If you don't believe in Santa Claus, then you don't believe in the Tooth Fairy or the Easter Bunny. Truth. Or the Green green Abstinence Fairy. The Green Abstinence Fairy? (laughs) Green Absinthe. Absinthe. It's it's this uh, green drink. It's like alcoholic and stuff. It's like made in Europe. That fairy, I believe, because I'm sure you drink it with her. <laughs> You'll be seeing a lot of things. <laughs> well, I actually haven't had it, but I've seen it and heard of it. I still can't get over the fact they dubbed it Rusty. <laughs> I just I can't get over that. It's like, why? The job was already done for you. Well, maybe you should go to... Uh, the people that dub this movie and ask them why. Well, I think this is the international dub, which I, I think like all of them, more or less, especially over the last like 30 years, I think once again, they probably were done out of Hong Kong. The problem is, though, too, and part of it is because I think they just didn't think too highly of these films, and therefore when they did the dubbing, didn't do high-quality recordings either. It's kind of hard to fully make out some of what they're saying because the stuff over time just kind of sounds a tad muffled. Yeah, Yeah, because right now I sort of decided to just put on the the English subtitles just in case. yeah, I'm like on the verge of doing that here too. In fact, let me bring that up here. Oh sh! Oh, okay. No, why did you stop? Oh shit! Oh, now I'm probably behind. Well, I stopped at twenty-three twenty-seven here. There. Are you at uh, 2329? 
37. Well, I'm at 33. Okay, that's close enough. <laughs> I don't know why it stopped when I wanted to bring I thought it was going to keep going. Man, one of these days I want to get to Japan. Oh, excuse me. Yeah. Um, Just walk through the streets of Tokyo, like late at night, even during the day. I am a passenger. It's like I've seen those uh, walking YouTube videos I, I know I've mentioned before on, yeah. on the show. And it's just really interesting to just kind of see just from that perspective on like where and like where everything is at and how people kind of interact i would like to go but i i covid's got to really calm the fuck down before i even and the highlight of the whole feature ladies and gentlemen (laughs) Kip Hamilton, and the words got stuck, but yet somehow she's able to blurt them out. Uh, at least they didn't dub her. <laughs> yeah, of course they wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they they don't dub her, but yet they had to dub Russ Hamblin. <laughs> That'd be funny if they found someone who was a lifetime smoker. And was maybe Kip Hamilton's age. However, because this person was such a heavy lifetime smoker, they sounded 40 years older than they actually were. The words get stuck in my throat. (laughs) 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 By the way, I do have the soundtrack to this movie and yes this song is on it <laughs> I wouldn't be a, one bit surprised if it was and this and this is the official soundtrack from Toho Records that I have <laughs> it's not some burnt CD or some well, release. it's the official Toho Records well when it comes from Toho like a lot of CDs that you've had I mean they would basically add literally every song onto the CD and like some of those can oh, have yeah. like close to a hundred <laughs> songs on there. Uh, well, sort of. Uh, they would have what would be more or less like practice runs, so to speak, of some of the tracks. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> they did dub her here, though. They dubbed her there because she sounded differently in the Saperstein one hmm. when Gyra was picking her up. <laughs> why, guys, why? I was trying to make a surprise entrance. <laughs> the most disappointing aspect of that is that she's not lying in a pool of blood there because considering how far she fell... There's no way she would well, you, could, you can maybe say those uh, red light sh- uh, shapes on that stage. Maybe that can be her blood right there. <laughs> they just <laughs> on the platform, but yet they somehow miss the actual floor. <laughs> 
<laughs> like in, in organized shapes. <laughs> and then Russ Hamblin comes into the frame and he goes, that's physics, folks. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> it's like, I'm, you, I'm you, sure. you see you see this robe? Yeah, it was soaked in her blood. <laughs> That'd be funny if he just kind of like the bridges of Madison County just slowly opened up his robe, like out facing the city, and you just see a gentle breeze like fluttering his robe. <laughs> oh, God. And, and with all of that stupid stuff we just said, we probably lost every single person who had joined us for this commentary. <laughs> Bridges of Madison County, bad physics, blood splatters. <laughs> <laughs> <You're> nuts. <laughs> if you don't get our humor, that's okay. <laughs> no. No, it's not okay. <laughs> and here we go. We get some stock footage. Uh, that had been used. Um, actually, no, not stock footage. This, ugh, I'm getting confused as far as what movie I'm in. The, uh, that footage we just saw of the JSDF uh, Mazer cannons and all that, uh, all of that is new to this movie, but would end up getting used quite a bit in many Godzilla films, at least. And in um, one of the scenes when the Mazer cannons are being used against a uh, guy right here when he goes behind the trees. That too. That got that particular sequence got used in. In fact, um, yeah, that sequence got used in back-to-back movies in Godzilla versus Gigan and Godzilla versus Megalon. Yeah. <clears throat> and I think it was probably used in maybe in a couple other movies too. Mm. Maybe non-Godzilla. Movies. I I don't think so. I think it was this one and those two. Uh, the footage of the self defense force rolling in. That footage would end up being recycled in Megalon and Destroy All Monsters. Be funny, one of them, like one of those jeeps, the way that they're kind of really jiggling up and down and stuff like all of a sudden like one of them just jiggles so much and bounces up <laughs> the road. just bouncing and then spring. and then an, ex- an explosion <laughs> goes off you hear a guy yelling in the background oh my god my legs they're gone my arm is over there and then they came and my legs are over there and then my head Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) How am I going to do this? (laughs) Gyra's like, how am I going to do this? Gyra's just got his hands on his hips and he's tapping one of his feet like, seriously, dude. (laughs) It's like, you can just maybe go in between because there's a lot of space in between those fires. Well, it's like even the first time we saw Godzilla versus Megalon. Remember when Megalon encircled Godzilla and Jet Jaguar in that flame? And, we, yeah. and I, even the first time we saw it, we, I was eight and you were six and you and I were like, 
they could easily just step over those flames. <laughs> <laughs> Gara's like, yummy. Bacon. Ham. Get my Christmas ham. Ham. Shit! <laughs> <laughs> you got me. I don't want to go back to the Slimer. It sounded like you were about ready to bust out in song there. <laughs> <laughs> you can't catch me. I'm the ginger. Uh, uh, never mind. <laughs> Wrong story. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm glad I had the closed captioning on because I yeah, didn't same think here. That guy was saying on the radio, it sounded like he was going. <laughs> yeah, same here. I was just about to say the same thing too. <laughs> All of a sudden, we're in a Charlie Brown cartoon. Wah, 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 wah. Mount Operation X. I'm sorry, sir. I'm married. You idiot. <laughs> This ain't X from outer space. By the way, that uh, a, a copter pilot we just saw, I think that footage may have been used in Hedora. It's been a while since I've last seen that movie, so I wouldn't know. Yeah, same here. There's a... <laughs> Hedora's not really a movie. I watch all that frequently. Back even. All those individual trees like they put in there. Oh, gosh, it's so dark you can't make out anything. I want the fans to start coming out and complaining about this version of War of the Gargantuas because, my gosh, there are moments you can't see jack poop. <laughs> We're trying to be PG with about five F-bombs per show, so we can keep our PG ratings. <laughs> so you actually been counting how much F-bombs you've been doing? Yeah. <laughs> We're up to three right now. <laughs> can, can you imagine being like Haru Nakajima and like you've been set on fire how many times and will be set on fire how many more times until you retire like I would well, I would after like the second film would have been like that's it I'm retiring well particularly with the garrison I mean look at that it's yeah. like some of it's sort of on fire there I mean that's more flammable compared to the Godzilla suit well that's because you got a bunch of hair or fur or whatever they use well yeah obviously Although it's still, in my opinion, nowhere near as bad as Godzilla X Megaguirus, where, um, oh, the, what was it, the Heron or whatever that uh, fighter jet thing was? Oh, that like the airdrop? Yeah. Yeah. Slammed into the Godzilla spines. <laughs> I remember I remember you and I watched a video that I think that they had behind the scenes yeah. of it, where it, just, it was just completely on fire. Kept it in. It's just like, oh shit! Like <laughs> the direct Tezuka knowing him. 
got it. (laughs) (laughs) And he's the the biggest sweetheart of a director, too. (laughs) He's like, masterpiece. (laughs) With the chef's kiss. (laughs) (laughs) I outdid myself. (laughs) I now can die happy. <laughs> because I set something on fire. <laughs> He's a pyro. We fucked up. He's like, ah. in, my, in my first ever Godzilla movie, I succeeded. <laughs> yeah, little does everybody know that Mizaki Tezuka is like a major flamer. Like, he just. <laughs> At Chief Fest a few years back, he like every time he walked up to you, he would always put his hand around you, and then all of a sudden you would be smelling something burn. You turn around, and you realize he would set your shirt sleeve on fire. Like, no, <laughs> he didn't do that. And he get this grin on his face, like. <laughs> we made fun of Tezuk on this podcast. It's just amazing, stupid shit we come up with. I don't, and again, I don't think we really talk too much about the movies. Like, we just go off on these tangents, like, oh, yeah, by the way, and Godzilla, Mothra, King Ghidorah. Well, let's get back to this. Quick, quick! We'll flush the rabbit out. Boy, that's that's a lot. That's a lot of. Uh, that's going to be a lot of water flush out a rabbit. That would be funny if this movie was all about like trying to get some damn rabbit out of all. <laughs> Boy, that's that'd be uh, qu- quite the the rabbit there. Probably Bugs Bunny. And you get like the rabbit, like you know, like getting all angry and kind of going. <laughs> maybe it's maybe it's the uh, the rabbit from the Monty Python Holy Grail movie. <laughs> oh, it's been years since I've seen that. <laughs> all right, I can camouflage within these trees. That'd be funny. If they he won't. Stood out. They won't be able to find me here. That'd be funny if he stood out in an open meadow and just stood still, like <laughs> like this, and was like, or and, find me. And maybe just had like a couple branches. <laughs> I'm the lone tree. I'm a sequoia. <laughs> I'm a redwood tree. <laughs> In Japan, I'll, <laughs> that doesn't work that way. I'll make it work. <laughs> I'm an invasive species. <laughs> and he starts prancing around with like tree branches in his hand. I'm an invasive species. <laughs> oh man. Bunch of dumb shit. <laughs> Oh boy, people are probably like, "When are you guys ever going to take these movies seriously?" It's like, uh, I don't know. That's a good question. <laughs> well, we do 
take a lot of things seriously we would talk about them on our actual show but <laughs> i mean it's some, only sometimes series we make fun of stuff <laughs> sometimes you just gotta have some fun you know instead of just being too serious all the time why so serious <laughs> yeah just have june tasaki there just kind of raining his hands there with the white gloves why so serious you know, the funny thing is that every time we do these commentaries, regardless – did you hear that? It says inaudible on the closed caption. Even the closed caption doesn't uh, yeah. know what's being said. What the heck? <laughs> Even the closed caption like, what the hell? <laughs> and then it says, man, fire it up, inaudible. <laughs> yeah, see? <laughs> That's sad. <laughs> But like I was saying a second ago, uh, every time we do a a, uh, commentary, even if it's a movie that's two and a half hours, boy, these things fly because we're having so much fun. Uh, You know, where they had the scene there, the uh, the two uh, army troops, they're putting one of the like electric things in the river. It almost looked like that they almost tripped over (laughs) with one of them. Probably about did, yeah. You, you'll see Sir Inaudible. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, Sir. <laughs> anybody who thought we were making this stuff up earlier, even the closed captions can't even yeah, make some of the stuff. Whenever you get around to watching the Criterion Collection version on HBO Max. <laughs> If you don't believe us, take take a time one of these times and watch it on HBO Max with the closed caption on. <laughs> I just like how Gyra just <laughs> cringes up like that. It's like, <gasps> they found me. I saw that too. I'm like, he, he was kind of like happy. He was like. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my God, I'm in a kid. I'm like a kid in the candy shop. Humans, yummy. Chocolate covered humans. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and like it says, boom. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see that? Yeah. <laughs> boom. <laughs> Another one, boom. <laughs> Oh, that is funny. <laughs> you know, this closed captioning thing is probably funnier than. <laughs> and then, and then you have the closed caption of like screeching and then man yelling. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the closed captioning just added another layer of humor to this whole thing. <laughs> Sir, inaudible. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, though, like, look, again, folks, this is just us having fun. We're not making fun of the movies here. But although occasionally we are making fun of a few things, but we love these films. But I have to say, like, again, all the miniature work, the putting together the incredible map paintings, that Haneda Airport we saw earlier. I mean, all of this is just spectacular. I mean, you mm-hmm. clearly see why uh, this was the golden age of uh, 
of Toho Kaiju. Yeah. Or any other kaiju movie, for that matter. Because I think this is right around the same year Gamera was made. Yeah, it was. Yeah, the first Gamera. 66, which was when this film was produced and released. I, I think 66 is, by and large, considered to be uh, that final year of golden era films. Or at least I would say round 69 for me. Of course you would say that. Of course I did. <laughs> Do you see the message I had typed in like at the top of the show? I have not got around to it here. Trees crashing. <laughs> Warring. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it was talking about roaring and trees crashing, but then it doesn't do it again here. Like, did the person doing the closed captioning just decide, ah, hell. <laughs> Probably. Or just say, like, trees uh, crackle. Snap, crackle, and pop. They, like, instead of just doing... Uh, you know, words for the closed captioning, they just bring up the Rice Krispie trio. With <laughs> like, here you go. This is what's happening. <laughs> just put the, just put the cereal box <laughs> where the, yeah, where the caption go, area like is. Boom. <laughs> with, with the, uh, with the John Madden, uh, sound effect. Boom. Perfect. And Tenactin. Yeah. Was just you saw did you see there like they for a split moment forgot to put the exclamation marker at the end of calling HQ and then they inserted it (laughs) I didn't quite catch it That uh, army commander is a little too happy to be, like, killing something. (laughs) And then all the blood and scar effects on the suit. Mm Mm-hmm. I always thought it was interesting, as we'll see here coming up, like, they'll start just blasting him in the face. Yeah. Yeah. Like right, or like going down, like with half of his body in the the river. Water splashing. (laughs) (laughs) Inaudible. (laughs) (laughs) And then man yelling again. (laughs) <laughs> music playing that's so funny like how how is a deaf person going to be able to understand that like okay music mm-hmm. what is music like what what is that what does that sound like <laughs> or like when the inaudible one comes up it's like what what the hell do they actually say <laughs> even the even the movie doesn't know 
They'll just probably have to use your own imagination what they said. Murr. <laughs> Maybe say, fire it up, fucker. <laughs> All right, so that's four. Use one more to keep her PG rating. Oh, God. More like PG-13. <laughs> Screaming. <laughs> oh, this closed captioning stuff is hilarious. Oh, I love this stuff. We gotta do this more often, I guess. Let's rewatch all the movies we have watched and this time have the closed captioning. <laughs> you gotta be kidding me. We're like 55. <laughs> episodes of commentary <laughs> you want to do 55 more <laughs> or 54 more and did you see that man uh parentheses on speaker yeah <laughs> did you see that yeah <laughs> it's like it's gotta tell you uh man oh wait a minute he's on the speaker <laughs> <laughs> chirping <laughs> from the ocean <laughs> that's where he came from that'd be funny if Kenji Sahara just was like <laughs> <laughs> were you dumb <laughs> what <laughs> <laughs> That's one I could have many commentaries on. Oh, man, I love that movie so much. <laughs> I love it. For those that don't know what we're talking about, we're talking about the, like, Texarkana version of Gamera 2, <laughs> the dubbing. It's on the latest release from uh, Arrow. Oh, really? Nice. Nice. And I think it's on YouTube, too. That's awesome. <laughs> like every week we need to post that on our page just to remind people that it's out there and that they should watch it. <laughs> it and the it, award for greatest movie of all time goes to Lake Texarkana Gamera for the 15th straight year. <laughs> <laughs> it's like if you see that movie once in the like Texarkana version, you won't be able to watch that movie the same way again. <laughs> No, I cannot. Like, it's hard for me to watch Gamera 2, uh, like, in a serious sen- setting again. Like, I can't because all the funny dialogue keeps up in the back of my head. And, in fact, I've seen the Lake Texarkana version more than I have the, uh, Same the here. actual film itself. <laughs> but I know one of these days we're going to have to, you know, both review and commentate that movie one of these days. Well, we well, yeah, we already did the Tex Arcana version of it, but um, well, I'm talking about like the actual movie, the actual movie itself. Yeah, let me pull up like what comment. I know we still got a lot of commentaries left. I just kind of, I haven't looked at this in like three months. 
because someone decided he just wanted to be lazy. Not lazy. Had to move. <laughs> like I said, you just turned all your furniture around in the same space and made it look like you moved. <laughs> Shut up. According to this, and I don't think I even updated it with some of the other films I've recently gotten, like Secret of the Telegian, which I got like I think four months ago maybe. Uh, at this very moment, without ad- adding Secret of the Telegian, uh, there are 50 movies. Mm-hmm. That's enough where if we were to do a podcast every other week next year, that basically would take us all through next year. And we still probably would have one or two movies left to do because if we're going to do the um, end of the year special like we typically do, mm-hmm. that'd be funny if he just put that in his mouth and chewed on it. He's like, <laughs> yep, I was recently here, all right. <laughs> <laughs> what does it taste like? And then tastes it goes like hair. Her mouth, and then he, he into into her mouth, <laughs> and then she chews on it. And Kenji's like, "Let me try that." And she goes into his mouth. <laughs> they, they do a little spit swapping. God, <laughs> guy red tissue. Yeah. The most disappointing aspect of this version of the movie is, again, the fact that they dubbed Tamblin. I like I like the expression of that uh, the old professor's or the old doctor's face. He's, he's like he has that uh, expression. He's like, what the hell are you talking about, dude? That guy is so advanced in age. He's just like... What? Whatever. What the fuck? Oh, <laughs> well, that's your fifth one there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Be careful. be funny if an actual like character won these movies like that old professor was just like that's it I've had enough of your dumb shit and you just off. Yeah. <laughs> now they got woman yelling but uh, I was just I was just thinking here like in one of the uh, uh, scenes there where they were flying over the, the like the mountains the mountains in the forest you know you kind of overlooking that and the water all of a sudden it's like you start to go closer it's like what's happening and then you look around and then you see that the 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 helicopter propellers aren't working it's like oh that's why we're crashing (laughs) (laughs) and then russ they zoom in on russ hamblin and he goes isn't this fun (laughs) (laughs) up next reading rainbow they did some bad grammar there. They capitalized a letter that they didn't need to. Full of young people. <laughs> you and I, we're just rolling old farts. We're tumbleweeds that just happen to smell like people. 
They have one closed caption that says Chuckles. <laughs> <laughs> Chuckles the old fucker. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's your six. <laughs> you went over. Yep, yep, we're PG thirteen. Now we got four left. PG thirteen. <laughs> Again, people probably love this commentary like a half hour ago. <laughs> That'd be funny if that twig that that guy's twirling around there, he decided to just chew on it and he realized or, about 10 minutes later it was poison ivy. <laughs> or actually, he just or he just whips around in front of the woman's face. <laughs> she gets like the scar across her face and like her eye all turned white like she just has a bad eye for the rest of her life and then people are like what what the hell did you do that for it's like i don't know my I I, it was just it was just all the- it was just a natural habit of doing that <laughs> and then they the rest of them turn around and they go yeah yeah <laughs> And they close in on him and they grab him and throw him over the, the side. <laughs> and then he goes, ah! Did you see that? Oh, I've never noticed it before. Holy shit, Russ Tamblin had a twig in his hand. He turned around and he goes, and then turned around and ran again. He had to stop, turn around, throw the twig down, and then go back to running. I did not see that. <laughs> I had never noticed that until now. Grunting doctor. <laughs> That'd be funny. He slid down. He tore his pants. He's like, oh, man, I just bought these. Hold on, Akami. Good thing I brought my sewing kit. <laughs> Start stitching there on the ledge while she falls to her doom. <laughs> like, like the pants rip right in the butt crack area. He's trying to stitch, stitch it. Imagine him trying to do that. <laughs> what are you doing? I'm stitching up the pants where the crack is. You, do you have to do that right now? I got a shit. It's like, it's like he's trying. He's trying to do this. <laughs> and he keeps poking himself. He goes, ow, ow. It's like, ah, shit. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this is stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) Oh, man, we... we we have lost all, all semblance of credibility on everything. <laughs> oh, man, that was so stupid. <laughs> oh, man. You done? No. (laughs) Oh, man. 
boy, I can't believe that they really capitalized a, a gimme. <laughs> oh, I think her name is a Kami, but not a gimme. I've never heard of a gimme. That doesn't sound like it's Japanese. <laughs> the like I broke my back. I think got that wrong. <laughs> Hotel Mount. Oh, I thought it said Hotel Mifre. <laughs> like it, it says Hotel Mount Fuji. Hotel Mifre. <laughs> <laughs> the guy didn't care. It's like, I don't know. Name it Mifre. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here we are getting ready for the actual war. Boy, Gyra just kind of blends right in with the mountain there. It'd be funny if Santa came around and grunting, and he's like, oh, uh, uh, and like, where is he? Like, he loses Gyra. And, Gyra right and, there and then Gyra's like, peekaboo. And he's like, ah, oh, ah. And he gives I like this. This is kind of funny. Like, Santa <clears throat> just slowly pulls a tree out, and Gyra just stares over. He's like, whatever, dude. Santa's like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> That'd be funny. This, this gargantuan with a gimpy leg hobbles over and just smacks him at the tree. <laughs> Hey, dumbass, get up. <laughs> After all I did for you. <laughs> yeah, you fed me people. <laughs> I can't believe we're at that point in the movie already. Like I said, time time flies when you're being... Well, we're about three-fourths... We're getting close to three-fourths of the way through the movie here. This is crazy, dude. Like, every time you and I do one of the, even if the movie's two and a half hours, these just fly. <clears throat> well, I got, according to this here, you got about uh, 27 minutes left of the movie. People screaming. <laughs> all too happy to be killing something. <laughs> That's what he's going to be called now. The commander who was all too happy to be killing something. <laughs> 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 oh, I thought it said enjoy all your weapons. <laughs> enjoy all your weapons. <laughs> enjoy all weapons at your disposal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I will, sir. <laughs> <clears throat> Gunfire. <laughs> Gyra doing his uh, daily cross country running. <laughs> I do CrossFit. I'm one of those jackasses. <laughs> he seems to like it now. Ooh, how kinky. <laughs> I think the brown. <laughs> I just real the green one, Meh. the brown one. Meh. 
like how he just folded his hands like that. <laughs> He's like this. <laughs> That'd be funny if as like a uh, Tazaki was like, "Okay, jerk off." No need to be an asshole about it. Were you dumb? <laughs> well, yes. It'd been funny if that uh, police car just crashed right in that <laughs> stone rail line. <laughs> I was like, "Let's go, let's go." <laughs> Grunting music playing. <laughs> and see, to everybody, like for example, who's making a fuss that Mill Creek is no longer releasing the Ultraman stuff onto Blu-rays, at least. You know, for the foreseeable future, as we've seen multiple times throughout this film, the blue screen stuff shows up so much more frequently with the with this real high def um, cut of the film than it does if you did standard definition and just you know did your best to clean the movie up. Mm-hmm. Like, for Return of Godzilla, I don't watch the Blu-ray of that anymore because, as I've told you before, there's this scene where Godzilla is walking through downtown Tokyo, and I never realized it until I watched the Blu-ray version of it. All those buildings around him were put in post-production. And, you know, for years, watching on VHS and then on one of the Kraken DVDs, none of that showed up. But on the Blu-ray, because it's high def, that showed up, and it just killed – it killed it for me. I'm like, no, because <laughs> that looked so cheap. You know, they talk about, like, the spread of the cells and stuff, probably with all the explosions and everything. It would have been nice if they would have done another sequel. Yeah, uh, well, I think that was a theory. They they didn't necessarily know if more cells had been spread because, as you know, uh, physics and just natural geography, uh, geographic rules get broken at the end of this movie in which a volcano magically appears in Tokyo Bay and <laughs> swallows the both of them up. So therefore, no more cells can – although like I think I think Tamblin even said at one point when they were firing on Gyra with the masers and rockets and all that that they were afraid chunks of the cells were getting blown off and – could potentially Mighty Morphin Power Ranger into more <laughs> Gyras. Speaking of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, uh, IDW is doing a five 
five-part miniseries comic on Godzilla versus Power Rangers. I'm sorry, I'm nowhere near as excited as in as all these other people are part of it is because i mean i i'm okay on power rangers i loved it the most when i was like an eight or nine year old um i think right up until the the movie back in 95 came out yeah but the thing is though too like when you think about godzilla and power rangers like in theory that sounds cool but when you really start thinking more about it it's like that's not even a contest. <laughs> that just isn't. Not even with the Zords. No. Most of the Kaiju would just rip through them. They'd sneeze and the Zords would go down. <laughs> That's Ipe from uh, Ultra Q. Again, some really awesome miniatures here. The, this shot of Gyra in the distance. Mm hmm. <clears throat> and this large set with buildings that are as many of them are as tall, a few are taller than Nakajima. Yeah. <clears throat> I wonder what the scaling size that is. like he's calling through the phones like he's angry <laughs> That'd be it's kind of funny because Tazaki knew exactly which bridge he had destroyed and it's like how many bridges are probably throughout Japan and the Tokyo area <laughs> and exactly where where it was on the map <laughs> man he must be an oracle <laughs> How are you going to do that? She brings out a duck call. <laughs> or the uh, <laughs> or the uh, the dragon sword uh sword. And I always thought it was funny when they played it, and then the actor still was fiddling around with yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, I remember having that long ago. Panting. <laughs> Silly nut. <laughs> silly nut. Saying, Tricks are for kids. <laughs> no, see, he goes silly nut, and she responds, "No, that's what we call you." <laughs> <laughs> and then kicks him in nuts. <laughs> He's like, just because it's twisted up doesn't. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> 
bunch of colorful cars there. Like there's one vehicle that's yellow and red. Yeah. I spy with my two eyes. <laughs> <clears throat> I was going to drive that one. She, she's so excited. It's like, doctor, look, a deer in the distance. A Kami, this isn't a deer, but look. I think really what it would say, what they would say would be the monster is approaching, not the monster is coming. Mm-hmm. Their shoes make a lot of clonking sounds. Let's listen to their shoes. They got noisy shoes. It's like, uh, oh, what's the name of those, uh, uh, Dutch wooden shoes? Clogs? Clogs, yeah, I think so. <laughs> Sound like those. <laughs> I remember I, when I was a kid, like when I was four, I was like, you don't have good shoes unless they make a sound every time you make a step. <laughs> <laughs> or no, we, like, I don't want my shoes to make any noise. <laughs> or have lights. <laughs> yeah. Or the pump. Oh, yeah. The cool scarring makeup effects on uh, the face. <laughs> I guess it's not true about the hands. They get used a couple more times because Kip Hamilton got picked up in one and now here. See, the second time in a movie where he drops a girl from a reasonable height onto a stone floor she not only survives, but she's not well, sitting in even a... To be more specific, blood. steps this time where there's edges. Well, yeah, like she could have cracked her skull open. I mean, I know that's nitpicky stuff when you're talking about a movie about two giant, like, Frankensteinian ape creatures, but it's just kind of like... The, certain elements of disbelief can only take you so far. It's like, and when I see someone from that height get dropped and dropped onto a stone floor, it's like, uh. <laughs> I find it interesting that Santa doesn't want to fight anymore. I, I've always kind of thought what changed his mind. It's like I don't want to okay? do. It's like I don't want to do this. Like, is he okay with <laughs> or eating people now, or or is like don't do this? It's like don't be here, bro. So I'm going to show you a picture of a movie I saw back in September. I own this as one of those like 50s uh, sci-fi movie collection sets. And I want you to tell me something here. Hold on. Let me 
Let me get a good picture of it here if I can find it. How are you going to show it? I'm going to send you a link. If I can find a good shot of it here. That's not what I wanted. Okay, can I... Is there a good... Okay, I think this is a good picture of me. About as good as I think I'm going to find. Okay, take a look at its design. <laughs> It doesn't come off as that clear in the movie. It's usually in shadows most of the time, but you get kind of the general outline. Mm -hmm. Look up this for any, anybody else listening or watching. Look up the Snow Creature 1954 movie. You see, kind of like the Yeti type of monster for that movie. Looks a little similar to a brown gargantua, don't you think? Yeah, maybe. Movie that's dull as fuck, dude. <laughs> Number seven. <laughs> <laughs> it was needed. <laughs> I daren't. Is that even a word? Daren't? No. <laughs> no, it's not a word. <laughs> Helicopter blades poorly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Time is running out. guys are hitting buildings where there's people in them. What are you doing? <laughs> it's like you're really missing a mark there. <laughs> and then now they put the uh, caption up towards the top there. <laughs> Down at the bottom. We may have to watch this movie. It's free on YouTube from the studio. That's uh, that's what it is. It look it actually looks pretty, pretty stupidly fantastic. The other one that we at least have to see is uh, Haruman, 
which is that uh, Thai movie. It's kind of this uh, Thai Japanese movie. It's made by Samposan. I'll tell you which one we do. Here, here, I'll I'll have to find it here. By the way, more uh, cool uh, miniature work here at the docks. <laughs> and I'm not kidding you. Let's see here. you the link to the search results. Oop. Oh yeah, that. Yeah. I'm not joking. This is mildly entertaining. There. The uh, unfortunate thing is you don't see too much, but the, the rest of the Yeah, it's like the acting's actually pretty Yeah, nice. this Yeah, it's uh Hanuman uh, versus uh, like uh, Seven Ultraman. It was made by uh, Sampote Sands. It's like crazy as hell. Oh, is that one of those re-altered films? It's like one of those bootleg ones. Kind of like, what was it? What's the one I got? Like Jumborg Ace versus Hanumajin or something like that? Yeah, Hanuman. Yeah. Oh, that thing looks wild. <laughs> Might have to. <laughs> <laughs> and there's like, if you click on videos, there's at least a few that are full, full length. <laughs> Yeah, and then there's uh, Hanuman versus uh, five common riders. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Gyra is just kicking Santa's butt, even though Santa, you know, is the bigger one and supposedly maybe even the stronger one. Here comes the army to save the day. Mighty mouse. I mean, water the, splashing. The sets, the sets, and everything here. Um, 
you know, for this movie are just absolutely gorgeous. And for a movie that's at the tail end of the golden age, it's just, it, it still is incredible that there was a good enough budget to put together all these miniatures and, uh, and what have you. Hey, you're joining us like right at the tail end. Mm. Lasers whirling. And this is the other thing that's like, oh, uh, yeah, right on the back. Uh, having to have a boat being dropped on you. Funny, just like floats that thing of flowers just right across her face. (laughs) (laughs) She's so allergic, she just like her face balloons. Well, the one funny thing about it was that when she woke up after, you know, being dropped and stuff, it looked like she was entirely fine there. But then now with that scene there that we just saw, it's like she's gotten bruises and like bloodied at the head there. It's like, what the hell happened (laughs) between then and now? (laughs) It would have been funny like she was fine and all that in the subway. But then in that scene at the hospital, she's in a full body cast. Yeah. I was like, what did did you guys do between then and now? They like dropped her about eight times. <laughs> they got so angry, like they just to get their frustration out. They worked her body up against the side of the building. Oh jeez! <laughs> just oh, this is bad day. <laughs> <laughs> many other people have heard about this have not even thought about it this whole random thing about a volcano just showing up in Tokyo Harbor rumbling yeah (laughs) like that in and of itself I think is a greater danger than two gargantuas it's just like uh, it's just like the movie it's just like the movie volcano (laughs) but see that was stupid fun (laughs) Putting a volcano. By the way, I did watch that like earlier in the year. It's not, not too bad. Um, but just having it randomly show up in Tokyo Harbor and all that just 
it's a terrible way to end the movie. They, they could have figured something else out. I mean, for crying out loud, they've already been shooting rockets and the like at these creatures to where they've been concerned about tissue spreading. It's like, what would it matter if they just eventually blasted them to death? Yeah. Kenji Sahara just bends down and then asks her, Are you alive? (laughs) (laughs) Tell me I have to do my daily freshness test. (laughs) How is this? Rumbling. <laughs> I will say though, that's the, my biggest complaint of this movie is how it ends. I think it's a cheap way out. Not to mention, it's just a ridiculous way out. <laughs> well, and that's and so that is the end. <laughs> the end. That is war. The gargantuous ladies and gentlemen here. <laughs> All right. Get all situated here. (laughs) All right. Are we back on? Oh, yeah. We've been back on for like uh, (laughs) 10 seconds or so. We're we're going live. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I mean, uh, again, I think it's been about three years since I saw this particular version of War of the Gargantuas. And. Uh, the most disappointing thing is the dubbing of Russ Tamblin. <laughs> yeah. uh, that was highly unnecessary. Uh, otherwise, though, an incredible film. I know we uh, goofed around, but that's kind of what we do. But again, like we complimented a lot of times about some of the acting and, and then mainly a lot of the miniature work. A film that still holds up, you know, like 50 years, almost 50 years later. In fact, over 50 years later. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> and um, I, I just, I, I love this movie. Like I said, really the only true complaint I have is how it ends and just the ridiculousness of a volcano showing up in Tokyo Harbor like that. Um, it, it's unrealistic. It's just totally unrealistic. It would never mm. happen. And um, that that's just my biggest complaint. Like the suspension of disbelief is out the door, you know, for me at that point. So not only I mean, that, otherwise, yeah, basically not, near perfect film. Yeah, not only that, but as you stated, uh, the the dubbing of Russ Tamblin, and then a little bit of the uh, that uh, gal that you know sings <laughs> there too. So after after she gets done singing there. But, uh, yeah. And then, and then what also made it, uh, the worthwhile was the, uh, the closed captioning <laughs> of the, of the film itself. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Um, you know, thank you for, for watching or listening to us. Uh, we will keep everyone posted as far as the date for our year end special. If you are listening to this, however, like a year and a half from now, 
uh, ignore this whole part of the commentary because it's not <laughs> or, applicable. Or just uh, <laughs> just uh, listen to the uh, the next episode, which will be the uh, the year-end extravaganza special. Yeah, we have no idea what date yet, but we will keep everyone posted via social media. Yep, as you can probably see, we're uh, on podcasts uh, – Audio versions such as Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, uh, and TuneIn. And then uh, you can watch us on Twitch, Facebook, uh, Twitter, and DLive as well. And as far as audio, uh, iHeartRadio, that's a, one thing that I forgot about. But uh, yeah, otherwise, I uh, can't think of anything else. And uh, we'll keep you... Yeah, we're uh, on YouTube. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just trying to figure if I'm going to try one more time with that. If we can't, still can't get anything live on that, then we're going to probably have to find a replacement for that, unfortunately. Yeah, we, yeah. YouTube is fun, though. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta love it. It's fun in more ways than one. All but right. Anyway, thank you so much. We'll see you here in like a week and a half, two weeks. All right. Catch you guys on the flip side.